to the Stay at Home Mom Yarai podcast. You are about to listen to my mom. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you like it, please give it five stars. Thank you. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Stay at Home Mom Yarai podcast. I'm Sarah Smith, your host, and I'm thrilled to be joined by Hilda Menyo Dixon. She is a wife, mom of three, and author of the book, Asuname. a speaker and a financial coach and a warrior who has faced some unexpected difficulties in, difficulties in life. But God, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. What has this past year in the pandemic been like for you and your family? I know that you're in Nigeria, but what has it been like there for you all? It's been a tough year. It's been one of learning and relearning and, you know, just trying to cope with a totally new, unexpected situation, I would say. Yes. So it's been one where it started off a little bit bumpy, you know, trying to understand what was going on trying to adapt to it and realizing it would be there for longer. We just had to own the situation and run with it. So are people wearing masks there now still, or are you all on lockdown? How is that working? Well, we're not on lockdown. Most people are wearing their masks in the work environment, you know, but out there in the markets and public places, that are open, you don't really have it fully enforced, I would say. But for most of us that are aware, you know, you own the situation, you wear your mask and you move around. So it's a mixture. Yeah. It's encouraged, but it's not everyone that is adhering to it. Yeah. And are people getting vaccinated there? Yes, quite a bit of people. Oh, good. Good. Quite a bit of people. Like, yeah. Um, so many have a vision um, when they're young as to what their life will be like when they're older. Um, what was your vision for your life? And then can you explain what happened? Okay, um, growing up, I mean, it's <laughs> it started off with, um, you know, I wanted to be a pharmacist. So I had it all planned out. Then sometime, you know, getting closer to the finish line where I should actually be going for pharmacy, I switched, you know, to accounting. And the whole idea was, you know what? I can't really give those number of years, you know, in school. Let me just take a shorter course that has some elements of what I enjoy. Um, Run with it. Just get married start working, get married, maybe just have two children real quick in quick succession and just go on with your life. Keep dreaming, building and making the best out of your life, I would say. However, those were my plans and those were different from what God planned for me, I would say. So yes, I went on to study accounting in school And got out, started off with um, the banking industry, got married. And when we got married, hoping that, okay, well, let's just take a year, understand ourselves better. Then we can now get the children, going to having children. 
But that rolled on into five, almost five years. So eventually, almost at five years, the baby came. And after the baby, um, we were also ecstatic and happy. But 21 months down the line, same baby was hit with childhood cancer. So it was just moving from one roller coaster to the other. But here we are today. Yeah. So after you got married, your plan was to have kids right away, but then you faced some infertility. Is that what you were saying? Yes, exactly. The plan was to have the baby just practically just wait for a year, then go on and have a baby. That was the plan. But that one year ended up being almost five years. Mm. So what was that time like, that waiting time? I'm sorry. What was that waiting time like for you all? What it was like, how I managed in that regard. Yeah. I would say um, it started off with, when it started off, I wasn't too anxious. You know, I just assumed, well, it's just one of those things that would pass. But as time went on, you know, yes, at some point you get a bit worried. And um, unfortunately for me, I had very severe dysmenorrhea when at that time, you know. So most times it's your monthly cycle. Everybody's staring at you. Everybody's expecting you to be pregnant. Mm -hmm. So you had all those eyes looking at you. Meanwhile, you were dealing with so much pain, you know, coming from (laughs) dysmenorrhea. So it was a bit... It wasn't um, too smooth, I would say, because every month you had people expecting on your behalf. But beyond that, it's nothing I lost so much of sleep over. I desired the pregnancy, no doubt. But when it wasn't coming, I was taking it, you know, in its strides, hoping that things would eventually get better. Right. then you were able to give birth to your son and then he was struck I think at 20 months you said 20 months yeah it was a daughter oh your daughter yeah it was a daughter yes yeah okay um and then she she had childhood cancer um can you describe this time okay how's she doing right now how is she she's doing well um I mean it was that 21 months um, just to backtrack a little bit, before we had her, when we eventually went to seek medical help, the doctor had told us that it was impossible to have a baby naturally. Wow. So, um, and he gave us options. You know, he said even the IVF wouldn't work for us. We had to try an ICSI. And um, it was at that point coming down the stair where I was, I just turned to my husband. I said, you know what? I really don't care what the doctor has to say at this point. I'm actually going to hold on to the word of God and the word of God says, you know, there shall be none barren in my land, neither male nor female. So that's basically where we held on to. So surprisingly, we took in without any, it wasn't an assisted um, conception. It was divine, I would say. And we took in, I took in three months down the line after we got that report. Mm. So you can imagine we were all happy. I mean, coming from impossible to a situation whereby without doing anything out of the ordinary, you know, 
So we were very grateful and excited. So yes, 21 months down the line, you can imagine now getting a diagnosis of cancer. That really rocked the boat for us because right. I'd never associated cancer to children. Mm. I'd always thought it was something really far off. What kind of cancer was it? And um, what okay. were her treatments like? And how, and how did you deal okay. with it? Okay, so she had neuroblastoma, stage four. Oh, wow. And wow. Um, yes, the primary site was her adrenal gland. That's where it started off from, the right one. And of course, when, um, when she was diagnosed, we had to, a surgery was recommended immediately. Mm-hmm. So she had, um, she had the mass taken off. And afterwards, she had six rounds of chemotherapy. And um, went on to have a stem cell transplant and had the radiation therapy as well and um, had to go on Accutane for about six months. So it was a full cocktail. Yeah. Wow. And she's well today. Praise God. Yes. She's doing well to the glory of God. She's 15. Yeah, she's 15 now. And yes. Um, who or what was your support system during this time? Okay. Um, as a family, we stood together. My husband and I went through it together. We were in agreement. And we had a close partnership with God. Hmm. Yeah, we had to rely and trust him totally because there was really nothing we could do outside what he guides us to, you know? So uh, we had that system in place. I equally had prayer groups in different places, supporting, praying for me. I mean, my church, my local church, because at this time I was out of, I had to move out of Nigeria. I actually got the treatments or she got the treatments in the U.S., okay? So we had the local church praying for us. We had friends praying for us, staying in touch with us. And even right then in the U.S., we had a local assembly we were attending. And we had some helplines we could always call up as well, you know, to to pray with us. So um, that was really where I would say the major support came from, just people lifting us up in prayer. But when we got towards the end of the whole treatment, this was um, when we were now undergoing the transplant. Um, It was tough. And I needed to hear authentic stories. Mm -hmm. I needed to hear someone talk to me. I needed someone to share their experience. How have they dealt with it? What were their feelings like? You know, is that... Like, is there light at the end of the tunnel? You know, is this normal? Because you see a couple of reactions or a couple of um, interactions with the drugs and, you know, it could be quite scary. So at that point, I joined another support group, but I wasn't strong enough to stay in that group because Mm -hmm. the story of death was a lot. It was either people dying or people relapsing. So with that, I had to excuse myself from that support group. And now go back to connect virtually to um, programs where I could get some positive news, something feeling, something something that would stir up some hope within me 
And that's actually how even the book on CMEA was born. It was from that place of need when I passed through that whole situation that I made that vow to equally put it in writing so that when people are looking for authentic stories to read, when faced with challenges, they have something to fall back on. How can one learn to trust God through the difficulty, through the difficult times and not just when life is going well? Yes. So for me, I would say if if I have to recommend, I would say when life is going well, feed your soul with the right words. Have that good relationship with God. Fill yourself with all the positive things because, yes, we tend to relax when things are going well. So it's easy to say, I trust God, you know, but that's when you need to fill your reservoir up with the word of God because it's difficult when the trials come for you to achieve that. So when those trials come, you are actually falling back on your reservoir. So when you're going back to your question, how easy it is? or rather, how do you get to trust God? It starts from the point of when things are going well. When you keep a tab on all the good things he's done for you, how he's shown up for you in tough times, how he's shown up even when you had no control, you know, over things. So at that point, when you now face the challenges, it's always easier, or rather, it's easier to backtrack you know, remind yourself of those tough times. Remind of yourself of your full reservoir when things were going well. So with that, you realize that you don't really need to wait for the full picture or the full puzzle. You could trust him because he is who he says he is. And if he says he will do something for you, he would do it. So at that point, for me, trusting becomes easier when I can remind myself of the past, remind myself of the tough situations he's brought me through, then it's easier to trust him even while I go through some really daring situations. Absolutely. How can one's beliefs create the world they desire? Think it, believe it, see it. I, I can actually give my own example, even from the book. After I had prayed and I got to the point where I knew I could not do anything on my own. I knew I had to act it till I saw it. For me, that's faith. Because faith is not saying see before you act. It's saying act before you see. So if you want to create it, you need to visualize it first. What do you want? What does the word of God say about that? Then can you see yourself there? Then when all that is in place, then you just need to work on your mind. You need to stay positive. You need to continue speaking and saying the things you want to see. And as you do that, you gradually find yourself really creating that world. Mm. What is the greatest lesson you've learned as a mom? 
As a mom, the greatest lesson I've learned is that I'm just a custodian. Mm. I don't own any child. I'm only a vessel. So I've learned as a mom that I need to yield because when you're a custodian, someone else is in charge. So my greatest lesson has been coming to that point where you realize it's not about you. It's not about, you don't even own that child. You are just a custodian. So you yield. So that's been my biggest lesson. Coming to that point, you realize that no matter how long I wait, no matter how long I carry the baby in my tummy and birth the baby, I'm only just a vessel. I love that. What is the greatest lesson you've learned as a wife, having gone through so much with your husband? As a wife, I've learned that partnership takes two. I've learned that partnership takes two. And that you need to die to yourself at times and forget about your own. It's not all about you. You know, as a wife, I've learned you must learn to compromise. You don't need to let down your values. You don't need to, you, you need to equally be an individual. You need to know what you stand for. But at some point, you have to realize that for a partnership, it takes two. So you must always work together to see how you can manage it, where that bridge, you know, can be built so that there's some smooth sailing. I love it. Now you're an author. Did you always want to be an author? No, I never dreamt of being an author. <laughs> it wasn't, um, it's, it's nothing I would say was in my DNA. Maybe if you asked me if I wanted to be an actor, maybe I'll say yes. Because growing up, I love featuring in, you know, programs, you know, but being an author, no, that wasn't my dream. But it was something I had to make a vow to do. Mm. Can you tell me what the title means? Ansuyamir means nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is beyond God. Mm. Yeah, that's what the title means. Because after I got the diagnosis that it was impossible for me to have a child naturally, then when I had that child by divine intervention, I had no other name that fitted the situation perfectly than the name on CMEA. So it was just reconfirming to me that nothing is impossible with God. So went down the line, she had to deal with cancer. Though that wasn't her first name, but her middle name, I asked everyone in the hospital to call her Ansuyamiye. They couldn't pronounce it, so I said, okay, you could go with Ansu. So each time they called Ansu, I completed it to Ansuyamiye. So basically, what was I speaking? I was just speaking that world. I was creating that Mm. world I wanted to see. So I was declaring over her each time, nothing is impossible with God. So each time she was called, that was the declaration and the reminder I got from her being called. So coming now to putting the book together, I struggled with a title, knowing fully well that it might be a difficult name for people to pronounce, but nothing else could fit perfectly than that name. Because the whole, the whole idea of the book is hope, courage, restoration. 
So I still had to stick with that on CME. Yeah. Beautiful name. What inspired you to write the book? Was it your daughter? Yes, it was my daughter because when she went through the whole um, challenge, while she was going like a really, really tough, it was a tough time. And I was looking for an authentic, anything beautified or painted in a lovely colors. I wanted the real deal. I wanted to walk an experience through a book, you know, and I didn't seem to find something that suited that purpose. So it was at that point I made a vow and I was like, Father, please just take me through this process and I'll document it and let the whole world hear about it. So that's how come I went into writing that book. Yeah. Can you um, share where people can find you and your book? Yes. Um, my website is glidewithhmd.com. So glide with H md.com the book is on amazon so even if you search with if you find it difficult to spell on cme and you search with hilda manuel dixon it should pop up so you could check my web, website glide with hmd or you could go on amazon if you're outside nigeria but even if you're in nigeria on my website there are different options on where you can purchase it I'll definitely put it in the show notes so people can look quickly and purchase. What would you tell your young? Oh, absolutely. What would you tell your younger self? I'll tell my younger self, live life, stay focused and keep your dreams alive while living. That's what I'll tell my younger self. There are a couple of things I probably would have done differently growing up. Because as time catches up with you, you know, a lot of times you you want to achieve something before you go on to the next step. But basically, just take each day as it comes. Have fun. Have fun because you are not in, you're in control of the next day. So just while being focused, just leave. Enjoy your life so you have no regrets whatsoever. That's what I'll tell my younger self. Just go out there and leave. Yeah. Now, with everything that you're doing, do you have time for self-care? And if so, what does that look like for you? <laughs> That's a tough one. You know, I try to intentionally take vacations. Okay. And I try to intentionally just rest my head when I need to. But of course, at times the work pressures, because I have a regular nine to five. So at times the work pressures are so high that it's difficult, you know, to take the time out for me as much as I would, you know, mm-hmm. but what I try to do is exercise often. I try to eat right. And of course, every now and again, I try to give myself the downtime even before I have a big break. Yeah. Where do you like to travel to? Right now, if you ask me where I might be looking at, where I would want to go to next I might be thinking of Mauritius or I might be thinking of seashells. Yes. Yeah, because I think I've done a lot of the U.S. I've done quite a bit of Europe. So I think Mm -hmm. it's time to discover other access as well. Yes. 
And I also meant to ask you, where did you come for the treatments? What part of the United States did you come to? Yeah, I was in Atlanta. I was in Georgia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you so much, Hilda, for taking your time out to speak with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity as well. I appreciate it. It was my pleasure. You have just listened to the Stay at Home Mom Yeah Right podcast with my mom. I hope you enjoy listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you liked it, please give it five stars. Thank you.